The Daily Ding is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know NBA ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. My favorite feature, you can get tickets in two taps, a two-tap checkout. That's efficiency. That's how you're supposed to do it in the NBA. Two taps gets you tickets, gets you checked out, and you're ready to go to the game every single time. So head to the App Store or Google Play Store now to download GameTime and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Welcome to the Daily Ding. On the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm not a moral victory type of guy. I'm not leaving this game looking for something to build off on. We fucking suck. And we gotta get better. Uh, everybody thinks it's kind of the end of us. That's just not smart. Uh-huh. I can't even put into words my level of disgust, frustration, and beyond. Toronto, Canada, we brought it home. Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Friday morning. We've got all your action from Thursday night in the NBA covered. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Trevon Edwards with Rob Lopez, fast tracking some arbitration for us. Coming up on today's Daily Ding, DeAndre Ayton's going to miss some games. Marvin Bagley III is also going to miss some games for a different reason. And Rajon Rondo might be here to save the Lakers. But first, MVPs all over the court in Houston. We had a good one, Trey. Bucks 117, Rockets 111 in Houston. First real game with Russell Westbrook and James Harden on the same team, and it was a little bit rough. Russ played pretty well. James Harden struggled to score, but did dish out 14 assists. He had 19 points on two of 13 shooting, one of eight from three, 14 of 14 from the line, though, had seven turnovers. Russell Westbrook, 24 points, 16 rebounds, seven assists, shot well all around, except from the free throw line. He was seven of 11. But this one, Trey, the Bucks were down 16 in this game. They used a huge fourth quarter to come back. 39-24 in the fourth quarter, end up winning this game in a game that Giannis actually fouled out of and had a triple-double with 30 points, 13 rebounds, 11 assists. Game one into the Russell Westbrook-James Harden experiment. What do we think? Uh, I think they're going to be fine. I think right now Harden's not going to have too many games like he did. Kudos to, I want to say that not too much credit to the the Bucks defense, but also just, you know, Harden's struggles. And then also, um, you know, his team carrying him, like, He's one of the best offensive players, and, and, you know, luckily he had a gimme game where, you know, you get those bad games out of the way, and, and hopefully he doesn't see that anymore. But um, it's a hat tip to the Bucks' resiliency. They haven't had any real adversity, especially last year, besides the playoffs yeah. with Toronto. So seeing this early and being down as much as 16 to come back and win this ball game was uh, – was was very very interesting and and, and, a, and a good sign for Bucks fans to look forward to. And looking for some guys who usually shoot threes uh, or don't shoot threes well and did tonight. Russ three of seven from three. Giannis two of five. Like that's that's something, man. Like you can build on this tray. You know these guys maybe finding a little bit of a jumper, just a little bit. Hey, if Ben, if ben Simmons can make uh, a preseason three, these guys can <laughs> can knock down threes in the regular season. 
There was a there was a big missed travel call. I think with about uh, about 20 seconds left in this game, the Bucks ended up scoring on the play. I believe it, it made it a two possession game, and uh, and the Rockets could have had the ball and, and made this interesting, but didn't get called. And the Bucks ended up capitalizing, and winning. They probably would have won it anyway. Brooke Lopez took over in the fourth quarter once Giannis was gone. They just went they went heavy post ups on him. He took over. He was being guarded by PJ Tucker. He's too big for him, uh, as well as PJ Tucker played with 17 points, made five threes. Capella had a good game. 13 points, 12 rebounds, three blocks. Eric Gordon, an atrocious game. Trey, he started out so bad last year, right? Like he was so bad last year and it's only one game, but 11 points on four of 19 shooting. Is this just a thing where he's going to slowly play his way into shape in the regular season? Possibly, you know, like again, it's all about pace with the Rockets. You know, they can either when they're making shots, they can win big. And when they're missing shots, they can play themselves out of a lead like tonight. They were up 16. And from there, they allowed the Bucks to get back in the game where Giannis had a great third quarter. Um, and then Brooke Lopez having a great fourth quarter, you know, and even, you know, pa- uh, Pat. Oh, Pat Connaughton. Con- Pat Connaughton, Project Pat. Yeah. Um, basically, he was great in this game. He was man. great. He in this so game. good. Yeah. And then also Wes Matthews contributed, you know what I mean? On both ends of the floor. So Ilya Sova, you know, putting icing on the cake, the Bucks had so many guys contribute to, to seal and, and capitalize off of the each possession, you know? Um, and they just slowly chipped away. Yeah. They got, they, they got settled down though. You know, I think what they did earlier was try to play a fast paced game and that's not their strength. Um, and fed into the Rockets early, you know, and that's how the Rockets got it going. But once they got it settled down after the uh, after the first half and they came out strong in the third quarter, they were able to, you know, get into regular Bucks basketball. Yeah, uh, great call on Irsan Ilyasova. He was big in this game. 13 points, 11 rebounds in 20 minutes off the bench. Took a couple of charges. Uh, had some big buckets for them, some big rebounds for them. Um, it's it's kind of funny. Like the So the Bucks do that you know, almost playing to the side or playing behind James Harden just to disrupt him. And, it, and it's worked twice. He, he lit him up once last year doing it and in another game it worked and then it worked tonight. But I'm with you, like as as different as that Bucks defense was, as good as West West Matthews was kind of kind of shading him to his right. Uh, it dramatically shading him to his right. Um, I think it was more on Harden. I thought Harden just kind of forced some things. He had some turnovers where he he tried to do this weird off arm thing where he doesn't really push, but he's definitely bumping the guy. And I right. felt like he just didn't concentrate on on playing his game and and just going for buckets. I felt like he was trying to get maybe a little too cute with it, and so it makes the Bucks defense look better in this game. I don't want to take too much away from them, but I thought it was more on Harden. Well, Zach, he got away with that that uh, close shove a lot last year and now yeah. they're kind of tightening up on it because it doesn't it's not an extension of the arm but it's just enough to get him free to do what he needs to do you know what I mean? and, yeah, and he's so advantage. strong too right absolutely like, right so one big thing was uh you know the the bait of getting brooke lopez or robin lopez to to come up and they were killing the bucks with the drop off earlier on and they went away from it they started taking more and more threes because guys were making the shots but then once they start missing, the Bucks capitalized and were able to convert on other ends. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then and then we did have we got our one viral moment early that would be blown out of proportion. We had James Harden explaining something to Russell Westbrook in a semi emphatic way. Um, I know people like to do the whole oh here we go, but I, d- I don't think it was that big of a deal, Trey. I think it was just a just a regular basketball conversation. No, basically, you know, the good thing is luckily they're friends, so it won't be taken out of proportion. Now, if they weren't friends, then we would have a story for about a week. 
those guys would be okay. Russell Westbrook left the left the floor at the end of the game, clapping, you know, just being positive about the outcome of it and, and learning. Like they still have they still have a new roster, and you know they're trying to get things going, and I think they'll figure it out. Other big game on TNT tonight: Clippers one forty one. Warriors 122 in San Francisco, not Oakland, San Francisco. First game for the Chase Center. Uh, not the best game to start out the Chase Center with. The Clippers just, uh, they handled them early. They handled them in the third quarter. They made it a laugher. Uh, Lou Williams was cooking them early. He was so shifty in the first half, getting to the free throw line like crazy. Patrick Patterson started again at the four, and he actually did something this time, unlike the Laker game. He had 20 points, uh, hit uh, six threes in the game, six of 10 from three, and then Kawhi just took over, right? Like Kawhi in the third quarter, he only played 21 minutes in this game, uh, had 21 points, nine assists, five rebounds. Um, defense was good. He's just so surgical, hit three pointers, um, gets to the free throw line, got everybody involved. And, and on the warrior side of it, um, you know, we had, we had a slow start and then D'Angelo Russell, I think it was what it was a 14, nothing start by the Clippers. And then D'Angelo Russell ran off 10 straight points and you think, all right, all right, maybe the Warriors are going to be okay. They're going to get in this. And they, they hung around for a little bit. Steph heated up in the, in the first half a little bit, but, uh, Charles Barkley kind of saw this coming at halftime. He said, you guys aren't going to have enough points. You guys aren't going to be able to score. And he said that to Clay Thompson, who was on the inside of the NBA set. Go ahead, Charles. Well, number one, I hope you get back soon, but you're just wrong. Um, what is he wrong about? Well, I think they won the shot. Uh, Why? Well, because I don't think they can score enough. You, I want to make my, my other prediction, and I was wrong before the game. Mm-hmm. I said they were going to be the seven, eight seed. They're not going to make the playoffs uh, because they just can't, they just can't score enough. You know, you look so at you could tell after one half of basketball yes. playing yes. with the best defensive team, no, the Clippers. Uh, no, but not that, not just that, Candace. You, you know, when you look at your team, you say, okay, Steph can get me 30. De- D'Angelo can get me 20. But Draymond, even though he's a heck of a player, he only going to get me 15. That's not enough in the Western Conference this year. And Trey, uh, he, was, he was very prophetic in that because, man, that, that third quarter, I think the, what was it, the, the Clippers outscored them 46 to 33, 46 points in the third quarter. And I don't know if this says more about the Clippers or the Warriors, but a lot of people are already writing off the Warriors. The Warriors have a lot to do. You know, they have nine new guys still learning how to play Warriors basketball. Like Again, they're they're playing at one gear, but playing Warriors basketball, you have to play at three gears. This is a, a, a franchise that has been dominant for the past five seasons. And, you know, some of those guys have never played at that level or are used to playing with the, you know, with that chip on their shoulder. So it's a lot to learn, but I do not want to count them all the way out. I do think that there's some growing pains that will happen and then also find a way where, you know, those tendencies where guys can make an extra pass or rely on a Clay Thompson or Draymond could throw a lob to Kevin Durant. And that's no longer there. Those options are no longer there on the Clippers side. You know, you got the second unit is just even oh, more demoralizing. It's just so the first. Yeah. They're so good. They had another back. I'm, I'm not sure in the last time a team has had a back-to-back 60-point bench night, but um, they're man, it's not only their defense. They're they're, they're bringing everything and tiring in their oppo- opponents out. And they still you know, don't like, have. They still have Paul George, man. Like everything's gonna get pushed down one once he gets back and it gets healthy. Like it's it's only two games, but man, they look good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't like I said, I don't want to get too too crazy on the praise. But, you know, because obviously I think when they actually have real back to backs, Kawhi will do some load management and they'll 
they'll have other guys grow in those positions. Like tonight, Terrence Mann got to play some point guard. He hasn't played since high school. So, you know, Doc is getting a chance to to, to really fill out guys and, and let other players grow. You know, I think the the growing relationship between Lou Williams and Montrezl Harrell off the bench, you know, is it, going to be the driving force. And then you got Landry Shamit looking good. And then also Mo Harkless contributing. So yeah. um, this is going to be a tough team to beat down the line. Yeah, absolutely. Zubats had a really good game. He had uh, he had what he had sixteen points, ten rebounds, two blocks, and uh, relatively limited minutes. Lou Williams finished with twenty two points, eight assists, and twenty nine minutes off the bench. He was eleven of eleven from the free throw line. Clippers hit eighteen of thirty three from deep. That's fifty four percent. As for the Warriors, Draymond left the game with a forearm injury. Returned. Um, doesn't seem to be too serious. Uh, Steph. Good early, sloppy game overall, bad game overall. He was 23 points on 8 of 20 shooting, 2 of 11 from deep, had 8 turnovers, a lot of those lazy passes that he throws sometimes. And uh, D'Angelo Russell in his debut finished with 20 points, 8 assists. And Trey, we don't make too much out of this, but minus 35 in the box score. He had a couple of rough rough stretches there, and uh, he ends up getting the uh, the bad box score of the night. We have a quote from Steve Kerr saying, I think the effort for the most part was there. I thought we got a little demoralized uh, in the second half. You know, we battled in the first half, came back from, uh, you know, a big deficit early. And then uh, third quarter, you know, we, we started to get blown out and I, th- I could see some heads hanging. But uh, the guys at the end, you know, closed the game playing hard. And and that's um, that's what we're going to have to stay on them about. Just the, you know, the, the young guys on a night like tonight, which is going to happen again. I mean, this is not, you know, not a one-off. It's, this is the, this is the reality. There's going to be nights like this this year. So we, you got to play through it and you got to keep fighting and keep getting better. And that's, that's the plan. Steve. All right, maybe I take it back, man. I take it back. They're not, I was going to say, they're not going to play the Clippers every night, Trey. They're going to be okay, but maybe not. Hey, I mean, Steve Kerr's a realist. He knows that he doesn't have the luxury of having, you know, two future hall of famers there and you know a total of four all-stars and you know kicking back and you know you actually got to coach this team you know d'angelo russell you know some people think that he was a shoe-in last year and shouldn't have been an all-star and then some people think that he is better than you know than than what people claim him to be so he has to prove it and then he also has to coexist with steph curry and then other guys you know draymond green has to up his point average and, uh, you know, he had to leave the game earlier with his arm injury, but um, hopefully he's OK. And then that they can continue to do what they need to do and uh, get some type of momentum going because, you know, it's a long season. All right, Trey, let's get to the news. DeAndre Ayton suspended 25 games for a violation of the anti-drug policy. Um, it's suspended without pay. The NBA announced today. For having a diuretic in his system, diuretics are usually used as a masking agent, either for steroids, for weed, for some kind of drugs. Um, Aiden came out and, and apologized for it, said he put something in his body he didn't know. Uh, the the Suns released a statement saying that they're very disappointed in him. James Jones had that statement, said he was very disappointed in DeAndre Aiden. It sounds like the Players Association is going to try to file some – they're going to fast-track some arbitration to uh, to reduce the penalty from 25 games into hopefully something uh, a lot lower uh, under the unintentional ingestion provision. Um, so, Trey, in terms of DeAndre Aiden, uh, this, is, this is a bit of a shock. They, they had such good vibes in Phoenix for a night. Yeah, I mean, he had just uh, talked to to the media about you know uh, trimming the baby fat and and and, and learning how to uh, 
manage his body throughout the season with Mark Bryant. And, you know, this is a tough blow for Phoenix, especially them having a big victory versus Sacramento. And they have the Clippers upcoming and at home. Um, so this puts a dark cloud over them. They are, they'll have to move on. And, you know, hopefully that uh, Aiden won't miss as many as 25 games, possibly. Yeah, that's um, such a big It's cut in man. half. Yeah, that, that's basically, you know, uh, 25, like maybe Wilson 20, Chandler, 20%. Yeah, Wilson Chandler got that right. Um, yeah. Joakim Noah got that for, for a different violation, but it was still anti-drug policy. Um, yeah, man, that's a big chunk of the season. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows? I mean, I, I hope that it's cut in half where he can actually get back on the court as soon as possible, but also learn from this lesson yeah. and move and move forward. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, number one pick of last year's draft. The number two pick of last year's draft, Marvin Bagley III, is out four to six weeks. He had a thumb fracture. Shout out to Amin Al-Hassan, who also has a thumb injury. He needed surgery on uh, four to six weeks for a non-displaced fracture of his right thumb. Uh, so they'll rely a lot more on probably Harrison Barnes at the four. Maybe uh, Trevor Ariza playing some four, playing a lot more, a lot smaller, having Dwayne Dedman play some more minutes at the center position. Maybe some Harry Giles at some point. Uh, in terms of the... Uh, all-Star Game is going to be awarded to Salt Lake City for the 2023 All-Star Game. Uh, hasn't been there since 1993. Other news, another injury news. Nicholas Batum out two to three weeks with a broken finger. He broke it in uh, in the opening night victory over the Chicago Bulls for the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, in two to three weeks, he'll be reevaluated, and then we'll find out more about that injury. Uh, we also have the Cavs and Chetty Osman have agreed to a four-year, $31 million contract extension uh, for the forward. Also, Trey, the Lakers, uh, Frank Vogel came out and said, I've given it a lot of thought, and I think he'll be starting, he'll be in the starting lineup a lot. Uh, that he, he's referring to, is Rajon Rondo. He said, I definitely envision a lot of games where he'll be the starting point guard. When asked about what a lot means, he said it could be as little as 10 games, but it sounds like they're not loving the idea of LeBron spending all of his time at the point position, and, and they got to get some kind of depth in there, and they hope Rondo can get that ball moving. Well, Zach, you know, if you watched the last game um, of the home opener, uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis combined for two points in the fourth quarter. Um, with him being a primary ball handler, it takes him away from the basket. He's not looking at the basket to score, and they need scoring. You know, uh, trying to trying to have LeBron as the primary ball handler, um, it's just it's not working out. Yeah, um, he, he wasn't to, really attacking Trey. I mean, not I at all. He's Clippers, not being aggressive. Right? But, yeah. So, I mean, unless they surround him with a shooter like Quinn Cook, which who is a subpar shooter, he's not Steph Curry or Fred Van Vliet. Um, honestly, he he's definitely going to have to be moved off the ball and, and uh, you know, have it work out a different way because they will continue to struggle if they yeah. especially with Kuzma out as well. Yeah, I mean, they, they definitely need those points. They need him to be hyper-aggressive. I think he was 8 of 19 from the field in the first game, just not, uh, you know, he know I know we do we do the hashtag with him, uh, not, hashtag not even a scorer, but he does have the fourth highest scoring average in NBA history, so he is kind of a scorer, Trey. So they, need, they yes. definitely need those points, and not that he can't be a playmaker. He can still be a playmaker, but they really, if, if he's going to be that guy, they just got to put him in the pick and roll with AD and yep. let him go to work and, and make those decisions. And then the last bit of news we have, uh, there were comments from, I guess, spring that Giannis Antetokounmpo, the uh, MVP, told a, a professor at Harvard that, uh, you know, if if the Bucks, uh, he wants the Bucks to w- build a winning culture so far, they've been doing a great job. And at this last, he said, there's no place I want to be 
no other place I want to be. But if we're underperforming in the NBA next year, deciding whether to sign becomes a lot more difficult. Uh, Giannis came out and refuted those uh, that quote from the spring, saying, as I've said, there's going to be a lot of stories that are going to come out. I think everybody knows how sensitive this timing is. They're going to come out with a bunch of stories and all that. My girlfriend, Mariah, asked me yesterday. She said, did you actually say this? He said, if you're going to read the last quote, I've never used those words in my life. So that's a pretty strong uh, refusal of uh, of those quotes that came out. You can read more about it on uh, The Athletic from Eric Name and also uh, listen to Hear the Deer with Eric Name. Uh, and he has an episode tonight with uh, or today with Kelly Eco uh, after that Rockets-Bucks game and normally uh, is on with one Trevon Edwards. So definitely check that out. All right, Trey, one more game tonight on the uh, Thursday schedule that they need to know for Friday. Hawks in their debut, 117 over the back-to-back Pistons. They're playing the first back-to-back of the season in Detroit. 117 to 100, the Hawks win. They kind of roll with this one. Trey Young, off to a bang with that sophomore season. 38 points, 9 assists, 7 rebounds. Uh, Did have 6 turnovers, but he was 11 of 21 from the field, 6 of 10 from deep, 10 of 12 from the free throw line. Hit a couple of really deep threes, as you would expect him to do. Had 26.6 assists in the first half alone. Jabari Parker. Trey, where did this come from? 18 points off the bench, 10 in the third quarter. Kind of helped the, the Hawks separate themselves. Just dominated that third quarter, Trey. Tony Snell needed some milk down there. (laughs) <laughs> you know, uh, it was it, it was just not the matchup. The Hawks exploited it and and, and had uh, Jabari Parker looking like a, a stud out there. The Jabari the Jabari Parker we expect him to be. So yeah. um, good for him to have a good game and then also find a place in uh, the Hawks rotation. Absolutely. 18 points, 10 rebounds for John Collins, 14 points for uh, DeAndre Hunter and his rookie debut for the Hawks. Still no Blake Griffin in De- in Detroit. He's uh, out a- about a week or so. But Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose was phenomenal off the bench. 27 points, 11 to 16 from the field. Andre Drummond had 21 points, 11 rebounds, four steals, but he was doing way too much. He's he's trying to make plays off the dribble, Trey. We- we've seen him shoot threes in the preseason. He's trying to make plays off the dribble. I'm not here for this version of Andre Drummond. I don't think it works. No, it doesn't work at all. But Dre is playing in a contract year. He's trying to do oh, it all. That's a good point, yeah. And the thing is, is that you know, despite his his good play, I think he's going to get he's going to get paid regardless, just because he's a rebound machine. Yeah, I think absolutely. he needs one more twenty twenty to pat to tie with Shaquille O'Neal, um, and then after that, he'll probably pass him. But um, as of right now, like Derrick Rose is playing exceptional for this team. Um, He's, he's starting to get comfortable, and they're relying on him and his on his uh, bench scoring. Um, probably one of my early favorites for six men of the year. After they get Blake Griffin back in, in, in six games, um, yeah. they should be good. They it'll, should be, it'll, they should it'll be. look a lot better for sure. Absolutely. Uh, I don't think he's going to have a chance at, at six man Trey because I think I think Reggie Jackson is going to play his ass out of the out of the rotation. Derek Rose is <laughs> starting point guard. Reggie Jackson was actively terrible tonight. It, like he took some of the worst shots I've ever seen. It looks like he's trying to lower his trade value so he doesn't get traded. He had five points on eight shots in 15 minutes, received some booze. They went they went to Derrick Rose like, we, we got to get rid of this guy. And then Luke Kennard uh, had 30 last night, just 13 points on three of 12 shooting for the Pistons who fall to uh, to one and one. But man, that Trey Young. Uh, I got a I got a feeling, Trey, that we're going to we're going to hear about that in the uh, the line of the night, which we'll do right now. Let's get to lines of the night. 
Trey Young, 38 points, nine assists, seven rebounds in the win. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 30 points, 13 rebounds, 11 assists, his 15th career triple-double in the win over Houston, although he did foul out. And Lou Williams, 22 points, eight assists, 11 of 11 from the free throw line in 29 minutes in the win over the Warriors. Who gets your line of the night, Trey? Ice Trey. You know, we got our first logo three tonight. And then also, he was just uncanny from outside. Like, I mean, he was doing push-ups, doing what he wanted to do. Oh, man, he was saucy. He, he was flexing. He was doing a shimmy. He was doing everything. And he, and he, and he held it down for my namesake. So he definitely, gets, he definitely gets the line tonight. Well, since you went with Trey Young, I'm going to go with Giannis, the reigning MVP. Uh, started out slow, took over in the second half, but you got to have a better game than the guy who says he should have been the MVP over you. Giannis goes out and does that, even though he fouled out of the game. But 30 points, 13 rebounds, 11 assists, uh, hit a couple of threes. That gets my line of the night. That's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget about the other basketball shows across the Athletic Podcast Network. Got back-to-back podcasts on Tuesdays. We got uh, Tampering. We've got House of Strauss. We've got Nerd she wrote on Thursdays. We got Hoops Adjacent with David Aldridge and uh, Big Waz. Uh, we got all these team pods. We got game notes. We got Hoops and Howls. We got Here the Deer. We got the Brody and the Beer. We got everything right here on The Athletic that you can want for listening to basketball podcasts all season long. You can follow all those podcasts and get notifications for new episodes when they post. Thanks for waking up with us. Take your medicine. Take your vitamins. Eat your egos. And Trey, I need that sign-off. Ding, ding. Ding, ding.